Attention, culture consumers. Join me, the queen of queries, Sarah O'Connor, and my band of nerdy knights. Colleen McMillan. Flo Siegel. And Anders Drew. On Bohemian Geek Studies, where we take extremely dorky dives into our favorite fandoms, especially that Star Wars galaxy far, far away. Listen each week as we examine the stories that mean so much to us. Bohemian Geek Studies is available wherever you get your podcasts and is proudly part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Dave. And join us every Thursday for a new episode of Two Player Bros, a podcast about two guys who play way too many video games. Join me and Dave as we talk about the latest in Xbox, PlayStation, PC, and VR news, previews and reviews. We have it all and we play it all. And join us every other week for Post Game, where we play through and dive deep into our favorite modern classics and new releases. That's Two Player Bros, available every Thursday wherever you get your podcast. part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. that one me either that was a bad hello <laughs> howdy doody welcome to it no i don't like that nope. one either hold on hello nope Mm-mm. hello no hi <laughs> welcome to crack one open with mike and elise as always i'm mike and as sometimes wait what <laughs> <laughs> don't do that to me she's elise what am i the rest of the time are you even? Oh. Oh, no. Oh, yes. <laughs> Welcome to a very existential episode. I was going to say, that's too heavy for open. a Wednesday night, man. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Welcome, all. I promise that's the last time this will get philosophical. All right. Or mind-blowing. Or maybe not, depending maybe on how not. good this beer is. Ha. Baby, what we learn about today. Nice segue. So this week, we are cracking open hashtag sorry, not sorry, a peach IPA from Evil Genius Beer Company out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So there wasn't a ton of information available about the brewery itself on their website. Uh, So I had to do some detective work again. This is from an article that I found on Craft Beer Club's website. Evil Genius's founders, Luke Bowen and Trevor Hayward, met in a college accounting class in 2008, but soon they realized that career opportunities were quickly diminishing with the onset of the financial crisis of 2008, and rather than fight for employment during a recession, they decided that instead they would start their own business together and follow their passion for craft beer. If only we had that foresight. Right? <laughs> Uh, With guidance from their fellow brewer, Mark Braunworth, Evil Genius Beer Company officially opened its doors in 2010. They actually moved locations briefly from South Bend, Indiana, to Cooperstown, New York, and Hartford, Connecticut, before settling in Pennsylvania. Ah. So founders Luke and Trevor brought on head brewer John Defebaugh. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. In 2013, to help design the new brewery location, which opened in 2016. And the plan back then was to continue using their site in Hartford um, because they teamed up with Thomas Hooker Brewing Company, Mm -hmm. which I believe we've talked about in a previous episode. 
I don't know if we talked about that relationship, but we've talked about Hooker being Thomas in Connecticut. Hooker in Connecticut. Yeah, because yeah. we did them. We featured them on our Christmas episode, I believe. Mm-hmm. Our Christmas episode, 2019 Christmas 19. episode. Yeah. So they brew the, the larger batches of beer there. And then the Pennsylvania location would feature brews that were only available on that premises. And I believe that's still the case today. Hmm. So their current head brewer, Matt Lally, joined Evil Genius in 2018, coming to them from Victory Brewing Company. I do like Victory. I, I thought you would appreciate that. Yeah. So Matt Lally lent a creative hand in another way, as well as to Evil Genius's 3,700 square foot tap room. <laughs> With Wait, his, their tap room is 3,700 square feet? Yeah. Dang! <laughs> uh, so Matt also created some colorful hand-painted murals. And in addition to having a 24-line draft system at the bar, you can also find gaming memorabilia from the 1990s, like Sega Genesis. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the tasting room menus are on old VHS cases. <laughs> and the owner, obviously the owners love to go hard on 90s pop culture references. Um because why not? Right, so, yep. <laughs> uh, they say, quote, we don't just sell beer. We sell nostalgia. We want to evoke memories and create new ones. So on that same note, can I just say how much I love their beer names? Their beer names are pretty great. <clears throat> They're very attention grabbing. Yes. So their motto is actually very silly names for very serious beers. So on tap right now, as of February 2021. They've got, I miss precedented times. Shut up, Meg. The gang gets quarantined. (laughs) Ew, David. Has anybody tried turning 2020 off and back on again? Uh, Another one from last year was, felt cute, might feed my husband to a tiger later, IDK. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously inspired by everyone's obsession over Tiger King on Netflix. And some of my other like favorites that I see in the liquor store include Ma, the meatloaf. I love Lamp. Mm-hmm. And Santa, I know him, which we featured last year on our Christmas episode. Again, 2019. Oh, we did feature that? Okay. Mm-hmm. I know we had. I didn't know if we featured it. Okay. I just realized that all three of those names are somehow related to Will Ferrell. There's Anchorman. Yeah, for yeah. Well, he's Ma the Meatloaf is stepbrothers. Those are yeah. and Santa. I know him as Elf. All right, and here is a rapid fire bonus round for more of their nostalgic beer names because I I I can't help myself. I'm sorry. Mm. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Uh. <clears throat> Turtle Power, Purple Monkey Dishwasher, which is apparently Simpsons. Yes. Okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> um, you're killing me, Smalls. Bye, Felicia. Chickity China, the Chinese chicken. <laughs> Han shot first. O'Doyle rules. So you're telling me there's a chance. There's no crying in baseball. This one time at band camp. And I'll have what she's having. All right. I'm done. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> in an article from Beer Connoisseur, Rich Wagner, who is a Philadelphia brewery historian. I want that job. Mm. says Evil Genius represents a, quote, new line of breweries in the city. Kensington and Northern Liberties, neighborhoods in Philadelphia, were centers of industrial development, including breweries. Their breweries date back to colonial times, but really took off in the 19th century with the introduction of lager beer. 
At its peak in the late 1880s, Philadelphia was home to nearly 100 breweries, uh, many attached to lager beer saloons, much like today's brew pubs. With technological advances, the smaller firms dwindled, giving rise to the larger breweries, said Wagner. Today's breweries are bringing back the brewery saloon concept, experimenting and brewing beers that have never been brewed before. He said, quote, combined with great public acceptance, they are free to experiment with unique ingredients and techniques, end quote. So that sounds like just a really cool scene to be a part of or to at least like have access to. Because we, we, we can't just like go down there for a day trip kind of thing. But it makes me curious, like how how many of those old breweries might still be like something you can visit or even take a tour of. Yeah. Or be a brewery that had shut down, but then reopened, mm-hmm. kind of like reestablished or reimagined. Yeah. Yeah. It would be cool. I mean, it's not too far from us. It'd be a weekend trip. Yeah. Long weekend. So. This is not the first time hashtag sorry not sorry has been released, but it is a limited release. According to Evil Genius, this peach-infused IPA was built with American barley and British oats before being hopped with Azaka, Mosaic, and Simcoe. This IPA is bright, clean, and oh so fruity. We're definitely sorry not sorry for just how damn good this one tastes. So Sorry Not Sorry clocks in at 6.7 ABV and has an IBU rating of 28, mm-hmm. but no SRM was provided. So both English and American IPAs generally fall between like 40 to 70 IBUs. So right off the bat, this is, does not sound like your typical IPA. And it kind of makes me wonder like just how much peach is in there and if that is a factor that might tone down the IBUs or perceived bitterness. Yeah, having not tasted it yet, I would imagine the sweetness of the peach takes away from some of the bitterness. But also, how many peaches does it take? Well, that's something for the professor to find out. Mm, professor, fail. Anyway, we've got Mosaic, Simcoe, and Azaka hops in this beer. And we've just been talking about Mosaic and Simcoe a lot these past few weeks, so I'm just going to give a a quick gloss over on those. Mosaic hops were released in 2012 and feature complex but clean flavor characteristics. Mosaic hops can be used for bittering, flavor, and aroma. They've got high alpha acids but low cohumulone, Mm -hmm. which makes them pleasantly hoppy, with flavors of mango, pine, citrus, and herbs. Its nickname is Citra on steroids. In fact, Mosaic is the result of hop experimentation with the goal of producing something that had similar aromatics to Simcoe, but that offered higher yields, which conveniently brings us to Simcoe. These hops were released in 2000 and is also popular among brewers for its high alpha acid and low cohumulone levels, which makes it a very good foundational bettering hop. It's also good as a dry hopping addition. Simcoe is pleasantly fruity in its aroma, yet also earthy, herbal, and piney. So peaceful. Uh It is extremely versatile in the types of beer that it works in and is most often used in conjunction with Cascade, Centennial, Chinook, and Citra, but not in this beer, which is interesting. (laughs) (laughs) And the last hop we've gotten here is Azaka, named after the Haitian god of agriculture. Azaka is a dwarf bittering hop that some brewers say is similar to other New Zealand bread varieties of hops. 
I've mentioned this once before, but dwarf hops are named as such because they're bred purposefully to be shorter so that they're more easily hand-picked at the time of the harvest. Instead of uh, ripping them out by the root system, it allows the plants to stay connected. Mm. Um, and being smaller also is thought to make them less susceptible to powdery mildew, wilt, and root rot. Root rot? Root rot. Root rot. That's the name of my 90s alternative uh, stabbing. <laughs> root rot. So, Azaka hops have a pleasant mix of tropical fruits and citrus. On the palate, it is spicy with notes of mango, papaya, pineapple, orange, lemon, grass, and pine. So, we've got quite a, a mix of flavors here combined with the peach juice. What do you say we... Uh, Crack it open. There we go. I was wondering how long it would take for you to pick up. <laughs> All right. Time to peach this up. <laughs> Crack this peach up. Oh, I cut my nails. Uh-huh. Ow. I'll get yours. Too oh, late. Oh, proud of you. Oh, man. It hurt, though. Oh. Might be bleeding. <laughs> really hurt. Fun fact. When I cut my nails, I cut them down to the quick. Too short. And then it becomes really, really hard to crack a can when you literally have no no separation between nail and skin it's true so i'm honestly i smelled nothing opening mine yeah but i was also in pain not smelling anything out of the can that's that's what i was just gonna say so i'm glad we're on the same page here oh okay it is lighter than i thought it would be much lighter but then then again clearer the uh the ibus make sense now lower ibus tend to be slightly lighter yellower or like more golden in color generally speaking mm-hmm. very generally mm-hmm. speaking but yeah this is clean like the um nugget nectar that we didn't expect it to be so clean yeah nugget nectar was a fun color though yeah that's true not that this isn't a good color it's just a straw like beer color mm-hmm. not very strong on the peach aroma or Can at least not it? what i would expect it to be for something that like literally lab- labels itself in giant letters as peach ipa yeah, the the smell in general, there's not much of a smell. No. I mean, it, yeah, it smells like a typical I, IPA. I did just smell some up my nose because I filled my glass up all the way. But yeah, there's no smell. It doesn't even smell. I wouldn't even say it smells like a typical IPA. There's really not a lot of yeastiness, not a lot of pine notes. There's not a lot of notes in general that I'm getting. I'm getting some sweetness. I'm getting, yeah, a slight bit of sweetness. But I wouldn't be able to discern that as anything. Like if you blindfolded me and was like, what's in front of your face? I couldn't even tell you it was beer. I'd be like, something sweet. Hmm. All right. That's but fair. let's find out. Yeah. Oh, definitely get that peach. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. That was more peach than I was expecting to get after the smell. That's just peachy. <laughs> <laughs> you no. know, we're using that on, that on a social media post. Oh, for sure. <laughs> that was happening at some point during this podcast episode. Come on. I spilled it on my shirt because I poured way too much in my glass. Poured too much. Well, the same thing I did with Nugget Nectar. It's true. I'm going to give you crap for that. Mm-hmm. I got to be honest. Like, I, I know I like Evil Genius. I know I trust their beers. But getting the peach IPA, I was like, all right, this is going to be interesting. But I'm I'm not a huge fan of peaches. Yeah, I'm, you straight up don't like peaches, I think. They're slightly growing on me, at least more like within the past couple of years since we've been going down to Florida and getting fresh ones. But generally speaking, I'm not a huge peach fan at all. So I I kind of bought this like as a challenge. Like, can they 
Can they impress me with peaches? And the answer is yes. Oh, first of all, I'm proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I really was not expecting it. When I saw that you grabbed this, I was like, uh, are they paying us to do this? <laughs> do we finally have a sponsor? Because I would figure that you wouldn't want to do, which they're not, by the way. They're not. Straight up. They're not. Yeah. <laughs> if someone's paying us to do it, we would tell you guys they were paying us to do it. Not that we don't usually like every beer we have anyway, for the most part. We have yet to have a beer we hated. It's true. Um, even if it takes us a little while to warm up to it. I really enjoy the peachiness of this. Yeah. I, after opening it and smelling it, I was going to be like, oh, man, I really want something peachy, man. Mm-hmm. And it does not disappoint in that straight up peach, but also not sickeningly sweet with the peach, which True. is something else I would be afraid of is mm-hmm. like, oh, uh, we had is a beer. Is it going to be syrupy? We had a beer just on Valentine's Day a few days ago mm-hmm. where I was really excited to try it and I ended up really not liking it and having to like suffer through it Yeah, because it was just so sweet yeah and especially combined with food was like the worst <laughs> yeah it's just like i don't want to be drinking candy yeah. not everything beer shouldn't be not that beer couldn't be sweet not that beer ipa shouldn't be super sickeningly sweet yeah even sours for the most part like a chocolate like stout or something maybe mm-hmm. that you know is a dessert beer but yeah not not an ipa yeah i'm not a big fan of sweet sweet beers yeah, I get your sweetness in a double IPA to hide the doubleness of an IPA, but that's mm-hmm. about it. But this does not, it says a lot, all the flavor of a peach. Without the is, cloying. With the cloying, yeah, that weird, sickeningly artificial candy sweetness yeah. of what you would maybe think something this peachy would be. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, it's it's all the nectar, which is really just code for tons of simple syrup poured into your brew or something, yeah. probably. Which this is not. Not at all. This is... Really, really peachy mm-hmm. and really nice. I mean, I guess it's an IPA. Yeah. With the hoppiness is there. It's just very subtle and it, it works very really well. It is really subtle to bring out the peachiness because I think mm-hmm. if it was more bitter, I wouldn't be able to it get those peach notes. The peach, yeah. But, you know, we were wrong when we talked, when you talk, asked about it earlier and I was like, oh, maybe the peach is what kills the bitterness. Mm-hmm. I think it's just low bitterness. I don't think the peach yeah. kills the bitterness because it's not I a sweetness I think they're just playing thing. well together. Yeah. I think it's just low. It's not one against the other. They're just, yeah. Low IBU. It's like, that's how they made it. This is nice. This is very nice. And I, I know you always say, I always trust Evil Genius, but I'll be honest. Santa, I know him from our episode. Neither of, of us th- were really big fans of that. I straight up, I'll admit it on the cast right now. I might, I, I don't remember if I was nice to it or not two oh. years ago, but I did not like it. I thought it was bad. I know you, you you didn't like it. I wasn't a huge fan of it, but it is a Saison, so I still, I'm pretty sure I finished the bottle. <laughs> well, we finished all those bottles, unfortunately. But the, for point, the point is, there's, it's, yeah, that was, that, was a, that was a long episode. Um, they are very experimental with their flavors, and even though that wasn't something that we really liked, it was very interesting, very unique, and I can appreciate that aspect of it. Sure. I thought none of those things. Oh. I did not like that one. Uh, but I do like, and we haven't done it on the cast. We bought I Love Lamp. Mm-hmm. And I really do like I Love Lamp. Yeah. So and I was Stacy's mom. And Stacy's mom is okay. Yeah. I don't know if I loved it, but I do like Stacy's mom. So like Evil Genius is like kind of 50 50 for me. Okay. Um, At least thus far. Thus far. Yeah. Again, we haven't had a ton. Surprisingly, we don't fight it on draft around here as much. They have it a lot at Plan B. Right. That's where we first had I Love Lamp. I believe so, yeah. But not so much everywhere else. So I'm going to have a ton, but this is really, really good. What's also weird is 
I would drink the hell out of this in the summertime. Yes. And here we are dead of winter. <laughs> and it's kind of like, uh, this is weird for middle of February, but I get it because this is one of, uh, there's another beer I haven't shown you, Counterweight Brewing mm-hmm. has a, a peach lambic or something that's out now that sounds really good. Ooh. And I think a lot of people that started doing their peach stuff, you know, in July, August when peaches were available, mm-hmm. it's like, well, now, now here's our, aged. now here's our beer version. Yeah. Okay. Cause we've been able to ferment it. Yep. So it makes sense in terms of the cycle of peaches, but it seems a little unfortunate that we can't have this during the summer where, oh man, this would be so good during the summer. Yeah. That's the thing is I don't, I don't think it's prohibitive to, to have it in the summer. Like that should be enough time for, for the stuff to brew. Right. Well, peaches become ripened or peaches are picked in the summertime. Yeah. Late summertime. Then oh, you so you're just talking about fresh. Okay. I'm just talking about in terms of drinking it and stuff like that. Yeah. For fresh peaches. That's true. But I, I mean, yeah, they can always ship peaches out from somewhere else, but like we got peaches for promotional pictures for these beers. Yeah. And, and your peaches are pathetic. pretty sad. Yeah. yeah. Compared to the ones they that probably we get come from, from some greenhouse in Wyoming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> compared to like the things that come out of, you know, our local orchards like Bishop's or Lyman orchards or anything like that. It's later in the summer. Later in the summer, like August, right yeah. before apples. And they're, they're big and juicy and awesome. And that's probably when these guys pick them. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Counterweight gets them from a local Connecticut farm. I'm sure yeah. Evil Genius, even if they didn't specify, they must, they probably get it locally they source too. Them, yeah. They didn't, yeah, they didn't say uh, where they source it. It could them be from. puree, but I don't know if this is puree because a puree would be, it would be hazier. so much hazy. Well, Maybe you could filter that out. I imagine a place as big as Evil Genius could maybe filter it, filter yeah, it out. That's true. Like I know that our local uh, Dockside Brewery, which we've talked about and had the interview with Andy, mm-hmm. I know when he does his mango tango sour, he uses a mango puree. Yeah, and mangoes aren't readily available here. We're not in the tropics, exactly. and you need that sweetness for mango tango because I believe it's also a higher proof okay. anyway. But it's also it's a sour, so you need that sweetness to balance out with a sour. Mm-hmm. So doing puree there makes sense. But here, if you want everything to be light and drinkable like this and crushable, you can't use peach puree. It would just taste like you're drinking peach candy, which so I wouldn't hate, but I wouldn't like either. Just playing devil's advocate here. You also happen to love the the peach beer from Half Full, which is a summertime release. Oh, it is, isn't it? I didn't even think about that. Ah. Fun fact, though. Full disclosure, yeah. I fucking love peaches. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I am the exact opposite of Elise. <laughs> I really, really, really like peaches a lot. But we balance each other out because she likes pears. And uh, much like uh, <laughs> doctor the doctor, <laughs> I hate pears. I hate them. I hate them so much. Uh, Most other fruits we agree on. Yes. It's just, <laughs> uh, I have a, a slightly bigger obsession with blueberries than I think you do. That's berries true. in general. I, you I enjoy tolerate them. berry stuff, but I enjoy them, but you thoroughly enjoy their tartness. Yes. Yeah. You know, that's true. I wonder where half full gets them because they're local too. Mm-hmm. Although they, they're in Stanford. They're one of the very few breweries that we read about in all the other states where they have multiple breweries within our state. True. They're one of the few ones of those that we have. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they export them to make the, get them ready in time. Cause it's not an aged. The only way I can see them releasing it within peach season is to have a fermented ale mm-hmm. that's like bottled and waiting to go. Yeah. But I mean, that's not fair, what the half full peach could, one is. It could also be a matter of buying it a season ahead and freezing it because freezing it doesn't necessarily yeah. affect 
the the taste or what it would lend to the beer. In you just fact, need a big enough place to freeze it. And if you yeah. have three places, maybe you get a big enough freezer or you juice them, mm-hmm. pasteurize them mm-hmm. and get them ready. But then once you pasteurize them, it kind of, I mean, I'm not against pasteurization, obviously. Like I'm concentrate. not that guy. But yeah, it would have to be some kind of concentrate or something where you can get, have it stay good for a whole year if you yeah. keep it out of oxygen or sunlight. Mm-hmm. And that's not something I think you want to advertise, but that's something that's definitely possible. Yeah. It's not something I have a problem with uh, as long as it's no just I mean, no added chemicals other than the pasteurization process. Yeah. It's per- perfectly fine with me. As long as you freeze fruits and vegetables within a timely manner of their picking, it's just as nutritious. Oh, if you freeze them, then they're good. But I'm talking about mm-hmm. if you juice them. Yeah. Oh, okay. If you juice them and leave the juice somewhere in like a fridge for a year. Yeah. Okay. But no, that is true. Half full peach does come out in the summer because we always have that at Colony yep. uh, Grill, which is a pizza place, uh, multiple pizza places around us. And more eating out on the deck, we have that. So it's yeah. A fave. It's, it's really good. Although this is also really good. And again, this is something I would really, well, thinking about Colony Grill now on the deck, I'm like drinking this. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah. Could go for some. Thin crust pizza. Oh my God. I've been wanting pizza so hard <laughs> you for have so been. <laughs> long. And such a pizza craving kick, which is terrible because I need to lose like 20 pounds. But um, it's the winter. We're in hibernate mode. Yeah. I, I really like this. I was expecting to, mm-hmm. I was really worried about this because it's peach. We're both reviewing this and I was like, she might not like it because it's peach. I might not like well, that, it, like it because like I did not like what I thought Sar- would make it interesting I know was him. if it's finally something that I just straight up didn't like, even though I like other things from this company, then I thought that would make an interesting dynamic. But damn, I, I, I really, I'm really, I really like surprised it. you like it. Although, like you said, you are warming up the peaches because mm-hmm. the last few peach things I've had you try, you've, you've liked and you like yeah. that half full peach too. Yeah. Oh, we've gotten pictures of it. Just tell me you don't like it. I won't get a picture of it. <laughs> oh my God. I dribbled on myself again. <laughs> my class isn't even that full You've anymore. You've got a drinking problem. Oh my God, I do. Like an airplane. Oh man. <laughs> um. Well, I'm going to smell good. Nice. I just love that it's you get so the full balanced. taste of a bite of peach, but you get a full flavor of an IPA, but also because it's such a slight flavor. Mm-hmm. It's also like drinking a, a, a lager or a pilsner almost. Okay. In the, it's in so the mouth slight feel, in its that. bitterness that it just gives me this refreshing beer flavor instead of this bitter beer flavor. Like I can get that there's definitely the the hops in there and everything like that, but it really is a lager. It really is an IPA. It really is peachy. It, it really is everything in one beer. It kind of toes the line, yeah. I don't know if this is my perfect peach beer because of how much I love peaches, mm-hmm. but I think it is a perfect peach beer. Yes. Okay. I totally get what you're saying though, because this is, this is a peach beer that I, a mostly non-fan of peaches <laughs> can really appreciate, but I can, un- I can understand where someone who loves peaches would find this not satisfying enough. Well, I see this thing. I love peaches Mm -hmm. and I don't expect a ton of peach flavor in something maybe. Mm -hmm. And this has a lot of peach going on with it. It is. I will say that the peach flavor has gone down as I continue to drink. It's about halfway done right now. Mm -hmm. And it has gone down from that initial flavor where I was like, oh, peach. Mm -hmm. 
And I think that's just me getting used to it in general. Yeah. And now I'm tasting all of the beer in, in one. But it really is fantastic. And the carbonation is subtle. Yes. That Well, that's what I thought you meant by comparing it to a lager or a pilsner is the the mouthfeel of it. It is. That's probably, that's like half of why, yeah, it's yeah. not an IP, uh, not an IPA, mm-hmm. although it is an IPA, is the same mouthfeel as like a lager or a pilsner yeah. or a lighter beer. Like, oh man, this is really, really nice. Mm-hmm. And it's something I was not, expe- I was really prepared for one of us to not like this beer. <laughs> and I really thought it was going to be me being disappointed. But I'm happy to say that this is absolutely fantastic. Yes. Out of this world. So good. And I'm really happy because I don't, I like evil genius. I like Mm -hmm. that they're called evil genius. And I like that their phrasing is all stupid titles. And super nostalgic ones. Like you see it and you're like, all right, I might not like this type of beer, but I really like the title of it. So why not give it a try? And half of them are movie quotes. And for those of you who know me. Yeah. Movies are like uh, my thing. <laughs> uh, I'm an actor, a podcaster about movies is for the uh, another podcast I do. That's like my whole thing. So, you know, I really want to like Evil Genius. And then sometimes when I don't, I'm like, Ugh. like I love Lamp is probably the only one I really like. And after being disappointed with Santa, I know him. I was like, oh, man. But this is like absolutely. Well, I, I also feel like Santa, I know him was and i feel so awful saying it in such a like a monotone way and not quoting the actual santa i know him i know him sorry um i feel like they were really trying to go out on a limb and make it weird and maybe it maybe they didn't want to appease everyone with that beer maybe that was just something that they were just having fun with i don't know i mean that's fine i just There's not many beers that we've done in this cast that I didn't like. It's true. And that's the thing yeah. is like, that's the that's one of very few beers that we've done here that I, I just, after the fact, and I, I don't know, I don't really remember what I said on the podcast. I'm pretty sure I was okay with it. And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, I, looking at it in the fridge, like if we had more packs, I'm, like, I'm not drinking any of that. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure when we were talking about it, you, and when we were like trying to just kind of preliminary- Place. Like, yeah. Placing it on the. It was really low. For it was you. really yeah. low on mine. Yeah. So, but I'm glad to see this one is back because mm-hmm. this is really, really great. And I'd almost really love to do a taste test between this and the half full peach if this is still around back then. Or maybe okay. try to remember what this tastes like mm-hmm. when summertime comes back around and half full peach is there. Yeah. I'd love to compare what I think about the two because the half full peach. Especially. Is- be- it's I fucking love it. What makes it more interesting is two technically like Connecticut based breweries that are. are doing That's true beers. too. Like Evil Genius brewing a lot of their brewers and uh, beers in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. They're big beers being able to go there. But also I love the idea of and I want to see them succeed because obviously at the 90s nostalgia thing too. Yeah. The VHS tapes and stuff. But no, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. I'm very curious. So the can is very similar to a lot of their cans. So Mm-hmm. They all have the very basic outline, so they're all very um, smooth, glossy wraps with the Evil Genius logo in the center, which is a circle with a blue out border that says Evil Genius Beer Company mm-hmm. with a very interesting E as this logo. It's a keg and it's a bottle. Yep. And it's a lowercase E, which is really weird, but yeah. it works. It's, it's awesome. It's and we cool. we talked about it on the, the last cast 
that we featured Evil Genius on, and it like blew my mind when you made that revelation. <laughs> it's really, really cool. Yeah, it, it definitely took some some thought when they yeah. made this, which is nice. Uh, the can then the can itself has a color. In this case, it is orange, but we've seen light blue, blue. Yeah, red, everything has white, a very black. distinct, bold color. Uh, very bold colors, and then the Evil Genius logo is kind of embedded behind it. In a, a darker version of that color or a lighter version so it stands out. And then on the top of the can, we have a board that says very silly names for very serious beers. And then on the bottom, it says evilgeniusbeer.com. And they are available on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at G- Evil Genius Beer. Not enough beer companies, I think, put all their social media stuff on there. Yeah. When the whole name of the game for craft beer is, is social, social media, media marketing and stuff like stuff that. Out. It's 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 mind boggling how many beer companies don't get that. Yes. Um, and that's and like, something I really I still really want to get into with a beer company at some point is talk to their marketing guy. Yeah. Like there are so many beers that I unfortunately pass over every week at the liquor store because there's no solid description that I can build an episode around. But it's something that, you know, that I would love to try. But obviously we're not rich, so we can't just go around buying every beer on the planet. So Oh, for sure. <laughs> then you get their their names are always in very big bold letters at this time uh going up the side. In this case it's hashtag sorry not sorry, Peach IPA. Obviously, sometimes it's Santa I know him, sometimes it's I Love Lamp, sometimes mm-hmm. it's all these other titles. Uh and those are really what grabs your attention are these silly, silly titles, silly yeah. names. They have a lot of beers. hashtag ones too. They do. Hashtag adulting is another one for all you millennials out there. And then what I really like is on the side of this can, it says, yeah, hold this for me because I have to do this right. <laughs> Stop wasting firefighters time getting cats out of trees. Employ giraffes to do it unless giraffes would eat the cats. I didn't do the research. <laughs> <laughs> so they have this clapback description of this beer, which makes no sense at all nope which is totally up my alley yep uh of just nonsense about cats and trees and giraffes and i like how you read it in a certain intonation of a certain person yes i had to read it and i i held back i could have done a complete yes a complete copy it's better for for uh of a certain person we know who always talks in clapback uh but between each word is a clapback uh emoji so you know they try to get you in with their comedy and try to Hold you through with their beer, the quality of their beer. And mm-hmm. it's really interesting and really great. And then on the left side, we've got the one pint, 473 milliliters for you in Europe. Alcohol, Ooh. 6.7% by volume. It's 28 IPUs. Ale brewed with natural flavor added. Brewed and canned by Evil Genius Beer Company, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So that's the can. It's cool. I mean, obviously, with the labels all the same and the colors pretty much all the same, it's really the, the title the that name grabs that stands yeah. out. Yeah. It's great that this one and is... And they do so many different varieties, too. They do. And I don't know, if you're up and down the East Coast, I would say check them out. I imagine yeah. if we can find it everywhere we go, you guys can find it everywhere you go. So I want to say they, they did list the distribution. I want to say it's something very random, like 13 or 14 states, and it seemed to be along the East Coast. Well, then if you're on the East Coast, yeah, please go ahead, check out these beers. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we're we're in Connecticut, which is 
I mean, and right next to Rhode never, Island on the... We've been seeing them for years. Yeah, right. Obviously, because they brewed here, but... Yeah, right next to Rhode Island on the who gives a crap <laughs> uh, in terms of state sizes. And yet we've seen them constantly all over yeah. the place. And I imagine it's got to be all over the place in other uh, states, as well as states that have less strict liquor laws and stuff mm-hmm. like that in terms of getting imports and exports in and stuff like that. So... When you walk by and you see a funny name that's like a hashtag or a, or a movie line, it's probably Evil Genius. Yeah. Especially if it's a very generic, like not generic, but very uniform kind of Something. label. Pick up that quote and, and check out that beer. Uh, they don't all hit to me, but this one definitely hits. Yes. And has finally rekindled my interest in getting these beers that are these funny quotes. Because I keep seeing them and I was turned off after I had one bad one. and I was like, I don't know if I want it again. I don't know <laughs> if I want to do it, but your bravery. In getting this peach IPA has <laughs> rekindled the fact that next time I see a fun quote that I like from a movie I love, I'm buying it and I'm going to see if I like it or not. Maybe I won't. Maybe I will. But I know that there's a chance because this beer is absolutely fire. This yeah. beer is so good. If you like peach, if you don't like peach, like at least doesn't like exactly. peach. It's just, you, you don't have to like peach. Don't be deterred by the title. You taste that peach, but it's also a, a, a lager and it's also an IPA. It's super refreshing, super delicious, mm-hmm. super crisp, not very sweet, easy drinking. Uh, and despite the low carbonation, the both of us is, have burped in secret so many times on this <laughs> it's episode. True. It's actually getting kind of funny because <laughs> I I do it quite a bit during the show. Yes. And always. Elise has to probably edit it out all the time. Not uh, always, surprisingly. I try to I try to wait in between sentences to do yeah, it. Yeah, you do a good job. Um, but I don't usually notice you burping in between <laughs> or while I'm talking. And I've noticed it at least three times now this episode of you trying to hold it in. <laughs> so even though it seems like light carbonation, it's there. It's definitely it kind of like a lager or pilsner where it's like it sneaks up on you. Yeah. But man, this peach is great. It really is. It's fantastic. So, I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah. To be to be honest. <laughs> so before I finish my beer, baby, a toast to you. A toast. For your bravery and buying something that was peach flavored Thank and for you. rekindling my interest in a brewery whose funness I always appreciated. And now I can finally start buying their beer and appreciate the actual craftsmanship in their beer. Yay. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. And thank you for tuning into this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, please rate it, review it, and share it with your friends and subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can find us on crackandwhenopen.com. I'm so sorry. You can't do it. I can't do it. (laughs) Our third puppo co-host just started crunching so loudly on her kibble. Um, you can find us on crackandwhenopen.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at crackandwhenopen, or shoot us an email at crackandwhenopen at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or suggestions, because we want to hear from you. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Why, of course. <laughs> So I've got two other podcasts. I do have got Forgotten Cinema, a podcast with my buddy, writer-director Mike Field, where we talk about films that for some reason seem to be forgotten by audiences, whether it be because more popular movie was released at the same time or the film simply didn't catch on with an audience in its initial run. We'll discuss what we love about the film. Maybe don't love about it, but we always recommend you revisit it. You never know. You might find your own forgotten gem. 
Forgotten Cinema is available at ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com, ForgottenEntertainment.com, as we are part of the Forgotten Entertainment family, or wherever you get your podcasts. I've also got Two Player Bros, a podcast about two guys who play way too many video games. Join me and my buddy Dave, sometimes my brother Alex, as we talk about the latest in Xbox, PC, PlayStation, Nintendo, VR. We have it all. We play it all. News, reviews, and previews. Two Player Bros is available wherever you get your podcasts at twoplayerbros.com or at forgottenentertainment.com, where we're also part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. And most importantly, the most important thing is to remember that I do audiobooks on mm-hmm. Audible. My name is mm-hmm. Michael Butler. Mm-hmm. Look me up. It's not Michael Butler something or Michael something Butler. It's Michael Butler. Switch. Sour. Final Girl. Progressive Entrapment. Coffee at Midnight. Soon to be the murder, the mystery of Kelly Christopher. You know, I've got a bunch of books out there. Go check them out, please. I don't get paid unless you buy these books. Check them out and listen to them. I am an actor by trade, so they're pretty fun to listen to. Go check them out. And help me get out of my dead-end day job, please, for the love of God. <laughs> please, please, please. <laughs> and that's what I got. And that goes for both of us, actually. But uh, Special <laughs> oh, thanks. Oh, then buy two, buy two copies of each book, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> if you're feeling generous. But yeah, special thanks for our theme, which was composed and performed by Joe Reichert. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers. This episode was was just peachy, baby. Just, just peachy. peachy. You're such a peach. Ah. I didn't do enough peach puns. No, it's true. Your princess is in another castle. There we go. Oh, Princess Peach. Oh. Nailed the landing.